Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Okay, Miles Kamaski, big warm welcome to Headliner Radio. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How's life treating you in Los Angeles at the moment? How's uh, the weather? It's actually pretty cold, um, but it's not bad. I'm like, this morning's just getting started. I got a coffee in my hand. My dog's pestering me to play, but let's do this. Yeah, no, I've never actually like stopped and imagine what LA's like at Christmas time, is it? No, it's great because no one's around. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's a transplant. Everyone goes back to where they're from. I mean, I'm not from here either, but I'm also Jewish, so I don't really celebrate Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you say cold, you mean like kind of cold, but not No, it's cold, like right? it'll it'll be it'll get down to like 40, like when it's not like midday but even during midday it's like mid 50s and that here that's it doesn't sound very cold but for some reason in los angeles it's so dry that it's just feels a lot colder than it really is mm-hmm. um yeah so miles let's do the full intro so yeah i'd love to hear about how you originally got into music as a young person how that ended yeah. up with mixing and i know you make music as well so yeah yeah, yeah. Hear about it. um so i'm uh i'm from philadelphia I went to school at Temple University and uh, I actually went to college as a biophysics major, um, but I failed every class that first semester. So I was just like, uh, I'm going to just do music because I'm 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 good at that. Um, so I, I, I swapped over to uh, uh, media studies and production with a focus in audio engineering. And then I just like would make beats and made a bunch of beats for a lot of rappers in Philly and uh, kind of just learned how to engineer from there, just from recording rappers and stuff. And I learned a bit in school. College doesn't teach you too much. It's really kind of a hands-on thing. But I learned, like, microphone patterns and whatnot, which was useful. Uh, but then when I was graduating from uh, Temple, my senior year, I was looking for what I was going to do. Um, and I got Tony Maserati's email And I emailed him about 20 times asking for an internship or just any help or questions. I just like was trying to figure out I wanted to I wanted to intern at a studio. Um, And then finally he responded and uh, he put me in contact with his assistants and like they had me send over like beats and things I worked on. And then he was like, yeah, you can come uh, intern. So I dropped everything from Philly and moved to L.A. And uh, just continue producing and learning from the, I, I learned very quickly once I started interning for Tony and really it was his assistance because he, he wasn't as hands on at first because um, I, I learned very quickly that I knew nothing. I thought, I thought I knew a bunch of shit, but I knew absolutely nothing. I didn't even know how to use Pro Tools really. Um, and so I just spent the first like that, that six months internship i was really assisting or an interning for his assistance mostly um and then like towards the end of it they uh i was my internship was ending and he was like all right you got to be done but then one of his assistants quit and then he gave me an opportunity to try to assist for him and then i i assisted tony for about six years and just learned from him which i was very fortunate to do and he's a great teacher and great mentor did you like? Did you single him out as someone you specifically wanted to work with? Because I mean, that's aiming high. He's an absolute legend, right? That's, that's <laughs> well, I got, I, I got, I got his email. My uncle had his email, so I got his email from my uncle, and I was like, "This is the guy." Um, 
and yeah it just it just it worked out i got i got pretty lucky so it was just a case of working with tony and eventually did he pass on like work to you to the point where you eventually like the lead engineer yeah well um i mean I, i assisted him for so long and it kind of reached a point where he was he would pull me in to like help mix some songs if he was really busy and obviously he gets very busy um but uh after after about like four years of interning from uh, not interning assisting him uh he like i would just get i started getting a lot of my own work and then mm. there's always younger assistants that come in and like I, I like the older assistants will usually leave and the younger assistants will come in and i would train some people and it kind of reached a point where i was getting enough of my own work where i was i didn't want to be you don't want to be taking work from the younger guys that like really need the assistant work um mm-hmm. so i kind of i just phased out um and now i actually uh i work out of tony's studio um in los angeles so mm. so hey what kind of artists were you um getting to work with with tony in the early days of doing that oh man everyone um i got to assist on selena gomez um jason mraz beyonce i got to work on lemonade um i got to work on uh the uh lion king album um Mm -hmm. which i got to actually mix engineer one of the songs on that um a ton of people it's it's i mean everything he was working on from about 2014 to 2019 i was i was assisting him or when, when did I move to LA? Was it 2014? Yeah, I think so. What's that like as a young person? I don't know if were you physically ever in a room with Beyonce, and is that kind of overwhelming potentially? And you have to kind of yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember the first day I started. I was I interned for Tony. I I came in. I mean, I was fresh from Philly in like a hip hop scene, so I was like dressed in like cut off shorts, long long socks, like some bands. <laughs> like like a stupid t-shirt and i remember the first thing he said to me was like if you ever come in dressed like this again i'm gonna you can't come back <laughs> so i remember after that first day i like went to the bases and like bought a bunch of button downs like jeans and shit mm. which was pretty fun but it was also it was it was crazy because I, I walked in the first day and he's just working on alicia keys so that was like mm. it was just a huge reality check right away of like Coming from going from like just making beats in Philly to like this high level was pretty daunting. Um, but it was also really cool. Like I was just in awe. Um, yeah, because I guess a lot of people work their way up gradually from smaller studios to big ones, but you yeah, straight into the deep Yeah, end. I mean I got really lucky. I mean, I remember I, I'm actually he like he's told me before that he was, he was going to make me like leave multiple times because I I wasn't ready. Mm. Like I, I really didn't know. I barely knew pro tools. I wasn't, I wasn't a good mixer. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I, I really, like, I remember there was one time when he, he would pull in like all the assistants and interns in a room while he's mixing sometimes and like have us just listen. And he'll like talk, he'll, he teaches, he's a really good teacher. So he would, sit and he'd be working on like something and then he would turn to everyone and be like okay so what's wrong with this bass and like try to teach us stuff and i remember one time can't remember what song it was but he was taught he, he was he was like trying to get us to figure out why the bass wasn't like sitting right in the mix and he was like going from each person and people were like saying like oh this frequency that 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 
And I remember when it got to me and I just said it was a bad baseline. And I think that was, that's why he kept me around. Cause what he told me, that was why he kept me. Cause he's like, you have a good ear and you can't teach that, mm. but I can teach you how to engineer and how to mix, but um, you can't really teach someone how to have like taste. So no, incredible. Um, around for that reason. Mm. And the baseline was bad. It was a shit baseline. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So in that kind of transition period of you going, doing your own thing, which kind of artists did you manage to continue working with once you, um, I don't know if I want to yeah. say moved out of Tony's shadow, but um, if you see what I mean, yeah, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Of um, I started, I think the, the, the big first one was like, uh, this artist boyfriend from New Orleans, I, I started producing for her. And um, she boyfriend is a big Frida, one of Big Frida's main writers. Mm-hmm. So um, after producing for boyfriend for a while, big, uh, boyfriend would go into the rooms with Big Frida and she would just have a bunch of my beats and my production partner, Owen, that I make a lot of stuff with, Owen Jackson. Um, and they would just play our stuff. And then Big Frida started using a bunch of our beats on Frida stuff so that kind of transitioned into producing a lot for Big Frida and then I also do a lot of mixing for Big Frida um I think that I think Big Frida was my first like bigger bigger client uh, incredible um yeah. yeah in terms of recent work I mean clearly you're still working with huge artists like um Jay Sean Ben Kuzler um yeah, yeah. You just talk a bit about recent projects how it's all going at the moment yeah, uh, I think I got pulled in with Jay Sean through Sean Cook. And actually, Sean Cook was someone... Sean Cook is a, a, a producer. Um, he did a some drum... He did this song for drum exposure that Tony mixed, which I mix-engineered on. And then uh, Sean had this smaller artist, Juge, that he couldn't afford Tony to mix. So Tony... He, he, Sean had reached out to Tony, like, do you have any like young, like cheaper mixers that you can uh, recommend? And then Tony recommended me. And then I started working a bunch with Sean uh, after that project. And uh, Sean is managed by the heavy group who uh, is Jay Sean is a part of. So Mm. I started just working a bunch with the heavy group, um, which includes Jay Sean and Ben Kessler and um, Vea and yeah. Um, did you work with Pussy Right recently as well? I mean, what, yeah, an amazing, yeah. what an amazing time to get to work with. Yeah, I mean, Nadia's, sure. Nadia's incredible. She's like a superhero. It's That was really like just a, a great experience. I mean, we, I produced, me and Owen, my production partner, produced, uh, what was it, uh, Hate Fuck. Uh, what were the other ones? Hate Fuck. Man, I need to pull. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a little early. I need to pull this up. Uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, it was on the Matriarchy Now projects. Mm. Uh, yeah, we did Hate Fuck, which has Slater on it. Uh, Plastic, uh, which is I Love McConan, is all featured on that. And then Poof Bitch, which is also also has Big Frida on it. Um, and then I, I mixed those three as well. And then we also got to remix one of... Uh, uh which i think we did toxic me and uh my my production partner owen goes gold glove so we did like a gold glove remix of toxic which has dorian electra which is also a pussy ride song amazing um uh, i've basically just been picking out credits of yours that caught my did you um mix dedicated by 
Carly Rae Jepsen, is that right? I didn't I didn't mix. I, I mix engineered on that. Uh, so Amazing. Tony actually mixed that, but he brought me in to help, which was awesome. Um, I mean, again, like Tony really kind of jump started my career and really helped just get me in the door and like uh, get these bigger credits that helped me land other things. It's, it's I'm really grateful. Yeah, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, what is what is the um, what's the subtle kind of difference between, between mixing so you, you were the mix engineer and what what would the other term be? Sorry, um, it's kind of it's 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 just you can't have like two people mixing it, so it's like yeah. it's just another credit. It's like we kind of mix it together where we'll, we'll like take turns, pass it back and forth, make decisions together. So it's it's really more like there's two mixers, but you can't really credit two mixers. So it's there's mixer and mix engineer. But ultimately, a mixer would be the higher, like he makes the final decisions, obviously. Mm. <laughs> but um, it's just it's just a, you have more, uh, you working on it more than just as an assistant, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm seeing Carly in London in the new year. So yeah, how was that experience? Was it, did you get to meet her? And- great. I didn't. I didn't get to meet her a lot of times with this with mixing. It's just files are sent over, and you're yeah, dealing with the producer and the A and R, and the A and R is relaying what the artist feels and that can it's always i mean mixing is a whole trying to navigate mix notes is a whole other thing within itself yeah <laughs> no, i just think that's a super underrated pop album i absolutely love it and oh yeah carly ray is incredible like i'm a huge fan um and well i mean we could spend like hours talking about all your credits but um okay. any like favorite memories that spring to mind from your career so far oh man um I, but working with pussy riot uh in the room is was amazing nadia is an incredible human being yeah working with nadia in the room was great also big working with big frida is so much fun like there's a lot of times frida's great because you can really there's no rules really so like i'll mm-hmm. I mean, when we're in the room with frida it's like we'll just be blasting music through the speakers and give frida like an sm57 and just be like go and like just let Frida do it with like with the music playing like no headphones just loud as shit pretending it's like a a block party and you'll get just the best the best stuff out of Frida because that's yeah, where sure. Frida's best that's like when we're in Frida's habitat so we've made a lot of cool songs that way where we'll just have just these super distorted vocals that just sound like you're in a a mixtape and mm-hmm. that those are really fun to mix with too because like Again, there's no rules really. You can make it sound really messed up, but still bang. Uh, I'm just looking at um, what you're I'd saying. say that a lot. Of, most of, sorry, sorry, Karen. Go ahead. Cut you off. Oh, I just, I, I think the, the, yeah, the, the best memories are always sessions. I mean, I love mixing, but production and writing are really like, uh, like I, I'm from Philly and produce for rappers, and that's always the most fun being in the room with the artist and, creating the magic there is, is always more exciting yeah. than just mixing a, a snare drum for three hours <laughs> <laughs> i mean on that note um you mentioned you've got a production partner you guys go by gold glove is that yeah right so is that yeah kind we of, go by gold glove yeah is that kind of a production duo but also like your band basically yeah can you tell us yeah about yeah it? so we're a production duo um i mean owen is also from philly and he's a slater uh, with three wise he's her dj um and me and owen actually used to 
compete he used to make beats for rappers in philly too and we we didn't really like each other like we would we were competing for placements and stuff with these rappers uh and then uh one day we finally like met and we were like oh wait you're cool you should just make stuff together uh and then i got he he finally moved out here like three and a half years ago and we just really kind of tried to make a, a a project together and uh we work really well together so we do a lot of production together but then we also just make songs all the time and we were just sitting on all these songs that we made that we really couldn't pitch to anyone because it was it sounded too much like like i'm singing everything so it just sounds like me and it's it's too like alternative and like a little emo so we're just like let's start putting these out so we're just like putting out our own our own songs every every now and then every couple months which is a lot of fun yeah, so how does it work? Are you kind of partly producing with artists, partly do you like write with artists or Yeah, yeah. 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 So when when we're in sessions with like me and Owen, a lot of times um Owen will be kind of spearheading the production as we go, and then I'll be with the artist um writing. And usually there's another writer there. Um we'll just be writing and producing as we go. And then I mean it's not always it's 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 a pretty 50-50 thing. Um but Owen has a really unique, cool sound, and he's really good at uh, sound design. So, uh, it kind of just—I I usually, I usually let him just do his thing, and then we'll tone it back later. But, yeah. um, do you mix your own songs, or do you like need to I do. and get someone else to? Do it? Oh, cool! I would love—I would love to have someone else do it, but <laughs> I got to pay them. So <laughs> it's like if I know how to do it, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's also I, I like at least for my own like for Gold Glove songs, I like a lot of high end and a lot, I like grit on everything, and I don't mm-hmm. really. Uh, there's a specific way I like to mix my vocals, and I, I'm I'm not sure if I would trust sending it to someone else. I would feel like they would clean it up too much, and I don't want the like like it's like uh, there's no real. I mean, there's no rules with mixing really. It's like it's your it's all taste. So like I prefer things to sound messed up intentionally uh yeah and so how is it um you know balancing i guess does mixing feel like your day job and then um you've got this artistic side project <laughs> so how is it kind of uh, balancing uh, yeah, the two I mean, things that's 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 kind of accurate yeah i mean mixing feels like a job i mean it's still it's still fun I, I enjoy mixing but it's i would say it's not i i'm not being as creative mixing obviously but mm-hmm. um i got to learn from tony so i'm good at it I'm, I'm yeah. pretty good at mixing, so it's like it 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 pays the bills. But I mean, production does as well. It's 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 a pretty even balance. I mean, I have sessions all the time, and then I'll just mix around those sessions. And fortunately, the studio is in the backyard of my house, so um, it's it's I'm I'm right there. I can just work constantly. No, absolutely, yeah. I mean, but yeah, tell us about. <clears throat> The music you two put out yourselves, um, Gold Gloves music. I know you've touched on it. Yeah. Briefly. Um, and was it 12 Gauge was your most recent? 12, 12 Gauge is the most recent one, which is like a... Both Owen and I are huge fans of Prodigy, of the Prodigy. So um, mm-hmm. we're like, let's make like a drum and bass thing. Um, and we wanted to... For that one, we wanted to specifically not try to overproduce, where it was like... What was it like being in the room where you just have like one synth, the drum machine, and you're just working it and like changing filters in and out and not trying to like, when you don't have all these tools and splice loops with you, like we were trying to just make a song where 
making a song delivery without like overproducing it or, or trying too hard really um so that was kind of the goal for that and then yeah that one's that's a fun one um this we haven't released too much like the next one's a little more emo uh, and then we've got just a bunch there's so many songs there's it's not really there's not real like straight direction for it everything's a little we like to keep things upbeat uh kind of electronic based and it's like electronic alternative sound yeah yeah you mentioned the prodigy is there like who's the where's the emo like influence coming what'd from? you say so you mentioned the prodigies and influence. Where's the like emo side coming from? What who's, um, um, yeah. inspiration? <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's I. I think it's just I'm an emotional person. That <laughs> 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 I write. I write sad songs sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I listen to a lot. Like growing up, I listened to so much like grunge and like mm. just alt music. And because I mean, I, I was born in '92, so like those late late 90s early 2000s stuff is like a lot of what i listen to and i think it kind of just naturally comes out in the way i write um yeah yeah but i love you mentioned um kind of deliberately setting limitations for the song because um is that something you experience in the mixing side of work like if you do everything within the laptop there's just like so many plugins so many VSTs, yeah. it's almost like stifling. You could just spend an hour clicking <laughs> on each plugin. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, anywhere. I, but if you just gave yourself that one synth, like you said, you can just surely you'll get results. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a lot of times with the gold glove stuff as well, we're trying to just do different things because it's like you can't really, when you're producing for other artists, you can be limited because they have a specific sound that they want to do. But when it's, we can just make our own stuff, it's like we just try to test like what can we pull off without what like when, when we're in sessions like sometimes there's certain rules we got to follow like song structure and blah 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 and like making sure there's risers and like random like impacts and we just try not to, to stray away from doing that um with our own with our own stuff because it, it kind of sharpens our skills and allows us to mm -hmm. just make stuff yeah. um do you have any like if you do you feel ready to like share wisdom and advice with you know the other teenagers who like turn up in cut off jeans for the first day <laughs> at the studio mm -hmm. um yeah well i don't know if you get young producers or engineers asking you for advice but um yeah because yeah to i what mean you think are, like the key things for you uh if you're if, uh, starting out at a studio i think the most if you're like a young dude just showing up is to like to check your ego at the door like don't because <laughs> i i showed up thinking i already knew a bunch of shit and then it was very quickly like i know nothing and it was a huge mm. reality check um i've also seen just other people like interns come in like because even when i was assisting for tony like young interns would come in and just have they just think they know everything already and it's 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 foolish because there's so much you can learn and especially when you're young it's hard to like not see that there's a lot to learn no, um uh, so i think definitely checking your ego um let me see there's definitely other things uh hmm i'd have to think on that for a little bit but yeah just like 
wearing full length jeans on your first day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come dressed like it's a job. <laughs> and not like you yeah. are about to go to an odd future concert. <laughs> um and yeah, Miles, I know you use waves a lot. Um I do. Was that, was that from college days or was it through did you learn that? Well, from I mean, Tony obviously or? back back in college everyone had cracked waves plugins. So yeah. <laughs> I was constantly using waves. I mean, I, I remember I had Tony when I first showed up. Tony asked if I if I had his signature series, and I was like, I do. I have the cracked ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, everyone had everyone cracked that shit. So even back in the day, like the, before I even really knew what I was doing, I was throwing on those just signature series like guitar plugins just on a guitar, like like just random like hmm. things. And that's what I, that's actually what I like about Waves. It's super intuitive. There's not a lot. You don't really need to think for a lot of stuff, and it'll make cool sounds. Um, and that actually, yeah. without when you don't know a lot, and you don't really know what you're doing, and you're just throwing plugins on, sometimes you can make really cool, interesting sounds because you're just turning knobs and like finding out, like, and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, but also, they make amazing, just like like their API EQs are incredible. I use those all the time. Um, Was it weird that you'd used the Tony Maserati Waves plugins, and then suddenly? He's there in the flesh. I was working with him. Yeah, and someone's <laughs> bus. It it was a little weird. It was it was interesting, but it was it was also cool because I could see exactly why he made these plugins, like and like what he was using to replicate. Because he has all this amazing gear and like how what he was doing. So that was really really cool. Um, and those plugins are good, man. I I, I like all those signatures. I like the Jack Joseph Puig ones too. Like he has, there's like a magic button that's just great. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like you're like, what is magic? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no real. What's that doing? <laughs> but I like that. It's cool. Um, uh, I also really like waves. Uh, their waves. Uh, real tune live. I, that's like my go-to auto tune. I don't. Really, that's I use that all mm-hmm. the time. If I like the sound of it, especially in rap. Like you can like when you're cranking it has like a really distinct sound. Um, and just last thing on the Tony days with Waves, did it, how was it? Because like you said, he's got loads of hard hardware gear and obviously he can afford all that. Um, what was yeah. this like? What was his balance of using digital and um, analog or just physical stuff? I think usually you want to try to stay in the box as often as possible because recalling, mm. gear, and especially when for Tony too, it's like, he's got he's balancing like 10 projects at once back then so it was like mm. and if you're if you when you're using all this gear and recalling constantly it just makes things harder um but there's times when it calls for it and you just you, you, you can't replicate tubes it's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially like when you're summing so i think it was it was it was probably about 70 30 staying in the box the majority um but yeah, sometimes it calls to be summed, and I mean, Tony has amazing. He's got like a Shadow Hills, Chandler's summing rack, a Neve, like just tons of stuff to use. So it's like when it's at your disposal and it's calling for it, we'll use it. Um, you mentioned a couple that you see as like your go-to's from Waves. Is there like kind of like a set of Waves plugins you tend to find yourself always calling on? And um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you could give any like examples of how you've used them in recent projects as well that'd be amazing 
Mm, uh, yeah, I, the doubler, the doubler four, I use all the time, and doubler two. You can do some cool, like, um, just like augmented pitched vocals with that. Especially when I'm just like, I do a lot of vocal chops and stuff, and I'll use the doubler four a ton. I also use the doubler four a lot in mixing when I just want to get some spread on stuff, um, and width and like depth. I'll, I'll use that a lot. I don't, I don't go too drastic with it, but it can add just like. I'll use it as a send and I'll send like a lead synth to it and just spread it way out. And I'll like not, not augment the pitch too much, but mm -hmm. it'll, it'll add some nice like dimension to it, which I really like. Um, <clears throat> and then like, yeah, those API EQs I use for most drums, especially snares. I use, I like the, I like the like top end 10 K push on like a five fifty B. Um, on, on snares tends to be not too drastic but a nice little crisp touch mm. are there any ways i love asking people if they find are there any plugins because there's so many ways plugins now are there any ones oh, yeah. you like using that you feel like kind of underrated like the ones you don't see your fellow engineers mm. using as much as you do at all I mean, everyone tends to use autotune, like the Antares autotune. I mm -hmm. don't like it. Like, I, I don't. Also, Antares, I always have these issues, man. I like it, it doesn't recall right, or like sometimes it'll just stop tuning, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And I have to like inactivate it, inactivate it, and it's constantly updating. But I have never had that issues with Waves, waves Tune real time. That thing, and I can I can track with it. Like I can have it in when I'm tracking autotune often they'll add lag um so i mean there's definitely that i'm trying to think of those new all those new uh bb tubes waves plugins are awesome i don't know if you've touched those yet but mm. they're really good it's like it's it's some solid saturation you can get out of that amazing um oh miles thanks so much so um i mean as we're yeah. talking it's practically 2023 so yeah i'd love to know what you're working on right now if it's not like a secret um and yeah how's how's next year um is it busy next year a lot of big frida it's big oh, frida's year this upcoming year is gonna be a big year for freedom really excited about it um I, i'm just there's a lot I, we're like i'm not sure how much i can talk about it but big frida mm -hmm. um there's there's a lot of uh potential things that i've been working on that I can't really also talk about. So, I mean, it's just exciting. There's a, I'm, I'm it, things are definitely moving further in the production side of my career. And I'm really excited about that. Um, and I've also, I'm, I've been getting more mixes sent my way. Everything's just kind of going up. I mean, every year has been better than the year before. So I'm, I'm excited for 2023. There's definitely a lot to look forward to. Um, how about Cold Glove? You guys got some new music? yeah well. yeah we're gonna the next single is gonna be this song called lucy um uh, i'm hoping to have it out by like february i, I haven't submitted it into like distro kid yet so mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and i still got to make art for it and i'm like i've been teaching myself like 3d animation like for the okay. for the 12 gauge one i made like a 3d lyric video that was fun so cool. trying to decide if i want to make another one for this one but that shit takes so long it's like a lot of a lot of work and I don't know if I have the time between all the music stuff to be continuing to do that as well. Um, but yeah, so we're going to start releasing 
more Gold Glove songs, at least every one to two months. We just started sitting on so much music that we just might as well put stuff out. Cool. And um, last thing, if anyone's like completely brand new to you, what what is there like a project you'd point them towards as a nice little intro? Like, I don't know, a mixing project you've done or yeah. maybe it'd be Gold Glove or... or I mean, I really like the production that we did on that Matriarchy Now um, album. Uh, that that uh, Slater Pussy Riot hate fuck song is so awesome. That's one of my mm. favorite things we've ever made. Um, I would, oh yeah, definitely listen to that. Uh, and then as far as mixing, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you. I mean, uh, Wafia, I mix a lot of Wafia. Oh, you know what? I haven't even mentioned Wafia. Shit. Uh, yeah, Wafia was probably my first biggest client before Big Frida because I mixed that song, I'm Good by wafia that did pretty well um and then I, I do a lot of work with wafia um all, all the mixes i've done for wafia i'm pretty proud of i would i would listen to those amazing oh, Miles, yeah. thanks so much thanks for getting up early thank you yeah this. thanks for having me headliner radio supporting the creative community